Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about demonic sexual encounters. Have you ever been in a situation or maybe heard about a situation where someone is totally knocked out, totally sleeping, and they have this encounter where maybe they feel like they're having a dream about having sex, but then it starts to feel super real so real that you kind of wake up and you're just like, did that really happen? But no one else is in the room. I really felt like I was having sex with someone and no one was here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is so true that, uh, that there are demons, demonic entities, demonic forces that are at work in this world. If there's a God, right, there is Satan. If, if, if there's a heaven, there's hell. If there's angels, there's demons. And sometimes we kind of just uh, dismiss the fact that these things even exist, that these beings exist. And we can't do that. The Bible talks about devils, um, uh, demons, sorry. The Bible talks about Satan. The Bible talks about God. The Bible talks about angels and Jesus. And so demons are here on this earth, roaming around, just doing Satan's uh, dirty work for him, trying to get us to be so far removed from Christ as, as we possibly can so that we are, A, not effective in the kingdom, a horrible um horrible witnesses for, for Jesus. And also so that we don't experience the freedom in Jesus Christ that God wants us to have. So first John five nineteen it says, we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. The moment, uh, Satan messed up in heaven, God just shot, shot him down here to earth him. And, and I believe it said one third of the angels, they were shot down here because Satan tried to uh, lift himself up higher than God. He wanted to be greater than God. And so now the earth belongs to Satan. Now, don't freak out, okay? God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us so that we may have eternal life. So that what the enemy is doing today, which is trying to still kill and destroy our lives, God sent Jesus to, to redeem us from that thing so that we can uh, uh, develop back that connection um, between us and God, uh, for us to be able to be in right standing with God, to be able to do God's will, um, to experience his freedoms and all of that stuff, but we have to choose to follow him. So the fact that demons are here on this earth and, and, and they're running around just trying to cause division, trying to cause um, um, just, just issues within us, right, spiritually, trying to remove us spiritually from God, trying to um, get us to have other idols and just to, to believe in everything that is unlike God. There are times when especially people who, are leave, uh, who have walked out of the LGBTQ or walking out of that, where the enemy will try to just keep you tied down to that stronghold, keep us stuck and rooted in sin the best way he knows how, and he knows the things that we like. So often lust is such a big factor in, um, in, our, in, our, in our walk with God. 
God created sex, right, to be something beautiful, right, something amazing between two individuals, a man and a woman, uh, to create this covenant, this bond, this union, right? But then Satan comes in and he totally perverts it and messes it up. And so when we jump into same-sex relationships and we dive into that, man, lust is just so big, is, 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 uh, it's so heavy on that sin. It's so heavy on that sin. Uh, the perversion of lust, um, just, 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 just perverting sex just so much to where it becomes twisted, um, in our lives to where we just kind of just dive in a little bit. And next thing you know, we're doing a whole lot of stuff that we probably would not even tell people we're doing behind closed doors, uh, sexually, um, because we just kind of fall down this rabbit hole, um, of sin. And one sin always leads to another, leads to another, to another, until we just get so wrapped up in it. And so as we are walking out of homosexuality, I've spoken to so many people that have experienced this. I myself have experienced this as well. As, as, as well. So I'm not talking to you just from a standpoint of my assumption or uh, well, I heard that this happened. So, you know, let me give some feedback. No, I get it. I have been there. Um, and you kind of feel alone. Like you feel like you've lost your mind. You don't want to tell anyone because you think they're going to think you're crazy. Um, you kind of just thinking you're crazy. You're questioning yourself. You're wondering, Oh my God, like what just happened? You know? Um, and a lot of times people will, will think, well, maybe I was just like, uh, masturbating in my sleep, right? Like sometimes we will try to rationalize it any way we can so that we can try our best to understand something that we don't get, okay? Um, and so in this, when the enemy can't get you to sin while you are awake, if you are trying hard to follow God, to, to be obedient to God, to not fall victim to, to sin and to temptation, right? When you are doing these things, um, and it's not easy, right? Um, it's definitely difficult walking this thing out, but it gets easier within time. But if the enemy, if Satan can't get you to accomplish this stuff while you're awake, if he can't get you to sin while you're awake, if he can't keep you in his clutches far removed from God, he will try to do it while you're sleeping. He will start to impart these dreams into your mind that are just totally left field. Have you ever just started dreaming crazy stuff about your ex or maybe totally inappropriate stuff that you've never dreamed before, you know, and you don't want to tell anyone because it's just so left field and you're embarrassed and you're ashamed. That's the enemy trying to keep you in his clutches. That's the enemy trying to get you to condemn yourself trying to get you to think that you were such a horrible person. God could never love you. God could never free you, right? God, God, God could never, um, um, do what it is that you're asking the, the, the freedoms that you're wanting, right? Um, all of that stuff, like the enemy will try to get you to think of yourself as less than and unworthy, and if the enemy can do that, 
then he wins in your life because you become stagnant, you become stuck. And you aren't walking in the freedom that God has called you to walk in. And so if we have the right perspective, we could shift all of that stuff around. So in the beginning, I was so embarrassed and so confused. I kept it to myself. By doing that, I remained stuck. I started to condemn myself. I would fall victim to sin, right? I would, I would, I would be in this cycle of just condemning myself and feeling so horrible and not moving forward in the things of God because of what I was dealing with until I finally told someone. And when I told someone whom I trusted and who was uh, uh, more spiritually mature than I was, she was able to give me clarity about what was going on. And man, it was like a breath of fresh air. I wish I would have done it sooner. I wish I would have asked sooner, right? Um, she gave me clarity. And what I began to do was to uh, cling to and stand on the word of God in my life. And that is what you have to do as well. So if we go to Ephesians, y'all have heard this before over and over again, uh, the full armor of God, Ephesians chapter six, let me uh, read verse 10 on. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Put on the full armor of God so that you can what? Take a stand against his schemes. When he's trying to uh, get you to sin, when he's trying to get you to think things that are not godly, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand, stand firm, that you are unmovable, that you do not let the enemy gain ground in your, in your life, in your physical life, in your thought life, in your heart, right? So that we can stand firm, firm on the firm foundation of the word of God. Let's keep going. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. It's right here. He's saying our struggle is not with people, with other humans. Our struggle, our issue, our problem is against um, the, the, the rulers, the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. We are spiritual beings here on this natural earth, but there is a spiritual realm that is right here all around us. And we cannot see all the time the demons or the angels that are doing the work of God or the enemy. We don't see that stuff. And so we tend to just take it totally out of our mind and say, well, you know what? It's probably not true. It probably doesn't exist. It's probably not real. That's garbage. It definitely is real. It definitely exists. Our battle is against the enemy who's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. So what do you do when you are in this situation and you're just like, help me to get out of it? We got to put on this armor of God. We have to know that we are not fighting ourselves. We aren't going to sit here and rest in condemnation. No, no, no. We're going to, uh, we, we're going to cling to the, the, the loving arms of Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of God. We are going to cling to God, our, our, our hope in God. And we're going to do what? <clears throat> Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of 
truth buckled around your waist with a breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith which with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay, so what do we have to do? We have to apply all of the stuff that we're learning. We have to believe in all of the stuff that we're, we're, we are reading and taking in when it comes to the word of God. We have to know that when we uh, said yes to God and we said that prayer of salvation, as imperfect as it may have been, but we meant it with our whole heart, we have to know that we are saved, that the enemy, um, <laughs> just because we are struggling in this area does not mean that we are not saved. That's a lie of the enemy. He wants you to think that you are not, he will do anything to get you to think that you are not saved. Well, man, you keep sinning. You probably aren't saved, man. Demons are all around you doing X, Y, and Z. You probably aren't saved because God doesn't have your back. Those are lies of the enemy. We have to know that our sword, right? We have to know that the word of God is the thing that comes against the enemy. Every time when we use the word of God, against what the enemy is trying to do to us, right? God always wins. God always wins. So what are God's truths? I think that we have to sometimes really dig deep into that to be able to even understand. Uh, Google Joyce Meyer's um, Who Am I in Christ? I believe that is, right? Um, And that's just a little bit. Those are just little scriptures about who you are in God, your authority, right? Those are things that you have to declare and decree, okay? Verse 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Praying Praying in the spirit, has been so fundamental in my life. I truly believe that um, we all, all of God's people, all of those who um, gave their life to Christ, following Christ, right? Um, The Holy Spirit lives on on, on the inside of us. Like we have the opportunity to ask for, you know, um, our prayer language, praying in the spirit. I'm not talking about, Um, the gifts of the spirit, right? I'm not talking about the gifts. I'm not talking about interpretation or speaking in tongues as God is giving you something to be uh, spoken to, to, to people. No, I'm talking about your prayer language. I'm talking about what it says right here and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. You can sit there and just pray in the spirit and just worship God. And those are things that breaks the stronghold of the enemy. So when I was dealing with this, what I would do is I would wake up. You have to choose to wake up, right? Sometimes, you know how like you're having a bad dream. You don't really fully wake up. You're just like, "Ah," and you just go back to sleep, right? You got to fully wake up, okay? And you have to handle your business, I wake up and I just start praying in the spirit and I just start declaring and decreeing God's word over my life. God, this is 
This, this house belongs to you. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit. I plead the blood of Jesus over this house. Man, I broke out with the holy oil and I went, I went hard, right? I took that holy oil and I just made like a little cross, um, over every window in my house, every door in my house. And I told every demonic influence that is in my house that I gave permission to, how do we give it permission? We give it permission by clinging to sin. We give it permission by doing the things that God is telling us not to. That is opening up a door for the enemy. And when we continue to keep that door open, demonic influences will come in and they will start kicking it at your house and set up a tent. Okay. And so we have to say, God, forgive me for my sins. God, forgive me for all the things that I'm doing wrong and name those things that that you're doing that God has been telling you to let go of, you know, ask for forgiveness, ask for help with, with those struggles. Right. And then you just got to kick those devils, uh, out of your house. If there was an intruder that just came into your house, if someone just came into your house, what would you do? You would kick them out. You would call the police, right? You would do all of those things and get this invader out of your house. Why won't we do that when it comes to spiritual things, when it comes to demonic influences in our lives? Why won't we say in the name of Jesus, I command every devil and every demon to leave this house right now. I break off all soul ties. I, I, I relinquish, um, um, uh, any, just any type of, um, just stronghold that, that I picked up any, any chains, any, anything that, anything that connects me to the devil and, 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 and to any demonic influences in my life. I just cancel that right now in the name of Jesus. And I command every devil, every demon to leave this house right now. Angels come forth, come and just minister to me encamp around my house, protect my house, protect me. You have to put angels to work. They're ready to be put to work, but we aren't exercising our authority in Jesus Christ. We're just waiting for God to do everything. And we just sit there and get beat up by the enemy over and over again. I hope this helped. Um, I hope that I was clear, um, in what I was talking about, but, uh, again, we are in a world where there's supernatural stuff that's going on around us all the time, all the time. We can keep our head in the ground and act like it doesn't exist and continue to be stuck in bondage and continue to get beat down by the enemy, or we can do something about it. And the enemy is so, he is so tactful in trying to keep you where he wants you. He will put thoughts into your mind that do not line up with his word of God with, sorry, he will put thoughts in your mind that do not line up with the word of God. And so often we think that those thoughts are our thoughts when it's really the enemies. Have you ever had a thought where you're just like, I'm gonna make this up. Let's say you're at church and you're worshiping and you're doing all that stuff and you look and you're just like, man, that girl is so fine, right? And you start lusting after this person. We are so quick to say, man, that's my thought. I feel bad. I'm a horrible person. What if 
It's actually a thought that the enemy whispered in your ear. Demons can't talk. They can try to, um, they can whisper things in your ear and you just think that it's your thoughts and you claim those things as yours and it's not really yours. It's the enemy influencing you. Have you ever had a really weird thought at the most inappropriate time and you would never have necessarily thought of it on your own, right? We have to stand on the word and claim that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus and stand on that. So when I have any type of thought that does not line up with the word of God, I do not claim it. I do not claim it. I will say something like, thank you, Jesus, that I am wonderfully made, that I am a new creature in, 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 in Christ Jesus. You have made me new. You have made me uh, in right standing with you, clean, uh, a clean and pure, Father God. So I reject that thought in the name of Jesus. That was not my thought. And sometimes just pray in the spirit, just pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. And, 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 and that is, that is the Holy Spirit, right? Just, just, I don't think that we use our prayer language enough for those of us that have one. We don't. Sometimes we just do it in church, right? But the Holy Spirit will pray prayers that we don't even think, that we don't even know how to articulate. When we pray in our prayer language, we are just praying out stuff that we don't even know we need to pray. But it's the spirit within us that's interceding. I hope that you guys love this uh, podcast. I hope that it edified you. I hope that you enjoyed it. Please check me out on my website uh, for more information about what we do, loveofthecross.com. And also, if you're checking me out on YouTube, please subscribe and share. And uh, if you're checking me out on one of the podcast platforms, please rate and review. I love you guys, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom.